appraising the Trump administration's approach to cybersecurity. Coming up in the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro. It's been seven months since Donald Trump became president. So let's take a few minutes to reflect on how the Trump administration is tackling cybersecurity. Senator John McCain chairs the Senate Armed Services Committee and is seen as a leader on cybersecurity matters in Congress. McCain isn't overly impressed. Though the Arizona Republican praised the president for elevating the U.S. Cyber Command and considering separating Cyber Command's leadership from the National Security Agency, McCain voiced some reservations about the Trump administration's progress in coordinating a whole-government approach to defending the homeland from cyber attacks. In a speech delivered this past week at Arizona State University, McCain griped that the administration has yet to define adequately the specific roles the three agencies most responsible for the nation's cybersecurity should perform. Those agencies, the Departments of Defense and Homeland Security, and the FBI. McCain said, and I quote, My friends, I can assure you that our enemies are not the junior varsity. Until we reassess the cumbersome status quo in place since the early years of the Obama administration, our own capabilities will be needlessly limited. Not surprisingly, McCain continued, The three-legged structure, DOD, DHS, and FBI, undermines the unifying strategic guidance required to meet cyber threats and slows our response. President Trump on May 11th began to address some of the concerns McCain raises when he issued a cybersecurity executive order. The executive order wasn't prescriptive, but defined goals to study and set deadlines to be met. Some of those deadlines have passed with no public acknowledgement from the White House that they have been met. When we return after this message, I'll discuss the progress of cybersecurity in the Trump administration with cybersecurity thought leader Chris Pearson. Still very early, but we should see, especially given the cybersecurity threats that we're seeing, a lot more movement from the administration at the end of this third quarter and into the fourth quarter as we move forward. This is the ISMG Security Report. ISMG's Fraud and Breach Prevention Summit Toronto, taking place on September 12th and 13th at the Delta Hotel, will feature Art Coviello, former CEO RSA Security, as the keynote speaker. This plus other subject matter experts from Visa, CA Technologies, Carnegie Mellon, and more will discuss key information security topics. Register today at events.ismg.io. Welcome back. Joining me to analyze the Trump administration's approach to cybersecurity is ViewPost Executive VP and Chief Security Officer Chris Pearson. Chris serves on DHS's Data Privacy and Integrity Advisory Committee and Cybersecurity Subcommittee, and has been spending the past few weeks evaluating the Trump administration's approach to cybersecurity. Chris, you noted that one of the few insights into the Trump administration's cybersecurity approach has been through the executive order President Trump issued on May 11th. Executive order mainly consists of overall goals with varying deadlines ranging up to 240 days for various stakeholders to report back to the White House or select executive branch agencies. Chris, what's your take on Trump's cybersecurity executive order? Looking at that document, there are a fair number of things that had 45 and 60 and 90 day timelines on them, which really meant that we should be hearing back, the date was August 9th when those would have been due, on a multitude of different pieces of information, including the risk management plan, what the thoughts are from different directors and different heads of agencies, and what plans might be put in place to address some of the risks, budgetary policy, rules, regulation uh, types of areas that were brought up in the executive order for an area of concentration. Right now, it looks like a lot of the focus on cybersecurity is being done very quietly, very privately within the administration. 
and not a lot has been shared externally with regard to those early deadlines. Remember, most of the dates that are within this executive order are fact-finding and recommendation-based. This doesn't even allow for the back end of how do we fix things? How do we move things forward? How do we remediate things? What changes, of course, do we want to have? And I'll give you one example there. Modernization is one big emphasis in the executive order. So instead of trying to protect something that is so arcane and so archaic that it just the controls don't exist, let's go ahead and modernize, i.e. move to cloud-based resources as opposed to continuing to pay for technology that can't be updated or so stale that it can't be refreshed within any normal type of budgetary constraint. That is something that the executive order is asking for thoughts and opinions and guidance on and examination of. It doesn't even start to begin the remediation of. We're going to need some serious time to be able to do that, to be able to make sure that the infrastructure of the government, the infrastructure of the critical sectors is adequately being protected and that we're really strengthening the cybersecurity of the federal networks. When Trump issued the executive order, my immediate impression was that this is a document that could have come out of the Obama White House. What we're going to find out at the end of this executive order is that many of the conclusions that we reach, many of the things that are on the to-do list are going to be exactly the same as those from the 2009 Cyberspace Policy Review, these commissions on cybersecurity for the presidency, and the Commission on Enhancing National Cybersecurity. I have a feeling we're going to see great similarity, great overlap in terms of the results from this executive order. And so that's where I wish we would have more speed on implementing at least the low-hanging fruit from the prior observations and reports. Let me get your thoughts on some actions the White House has taken regarding cybersecurity. Earlier this month, the president elevated the military cyber command to a unified combatant command and suggested it would separate cyber command from the National Security Agency. I think that elevating cyber command is going to be important for a few reasons. Number one, from a budgetary funding perspective, it gives some further strength to that group. Second, from a bureaucracy perspective, you're certainly cutting out potentially several different layers of bureaucracy that may have existed in the past. I think you're also politically signaling to the world the importance of cybersecurity for the United States, for our military, for our defenses, for the defense industrial base. Second is the leadership. A lot of conversations on whether or not the director of the NSA should also be dual-hatted as uh, the head of Cyber Command. That part in that decision has not yet been made. Uh, those are two severable uh, items and issues. There are some potential pros and cons from doing that. Putting Cyber Command on the front page at the top line within Department of Defense is only going to further strengthen our resolve uh, to defend and protect our critical networks, especially those of the Defense Department in the U.S. and as we travel abroad. President Trump ordered federal executive agencies to implement the cybersecurity framework developed by the National Institute of Standards and Technology to safeguard the nation's critical infrastructure. Mostly private owners of critical infrastructure can decide whether or not to adopt the cybersecurity framework. Not so now with federal agencies. Would requiring federal agencies to implement the cybersecurity framework help secure federal IT? Absolutely. A set of a multitude of different rules, regulations, and different frameworks put in place and asking agencies to kind of put together this Swiss cheese, if you will, of different standards. It's a great way to simplify things and to make sure that we can actually measure what people are doing, measure what agencies are doing. There's great similarity between NIST and other frameworks, and actually the NIST cybersecurity framework takes that into consideration. So it is, to your point, a good positive step forward. We also have the elevation of cyber command. So there are some things that have been done in the past 200 or so days of the administration, but a lot of us are waiting for the signals from the executive order and the reports coming from that as to what we're actually going to do to more holistically shore up the entire federal networks. 
Chris, some final thoughts? We have had some good planning and edicts from the executive order, but there hasn't been as much outward transparency or action taken as a result of that executive order. This is still very early in the game right now. A lot of deadlines related to the executive order are in August. So there are a lot of things that are due, but we're going to have to see what happens from those papers that are delivered and what action results, especially given the cybersecurity threats that we're seeing. We should see a lot more movement from the administration at the end of this third quarter and into the fourth quarter as we move forward. Thanks, Chris. My pleasure. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Finally, we keep with our Trump administration cybersecurity theme. White House Cybersecurity Coordinator Rob Joyce earlier this week took the highly unusual step to appear on network TV to warn the public about using computer security software from the Russian-based company Kaspersky Lab. Earlier this summer, the White House suggested the company might be vulnerable to influence by the Russian government. And last month, the agency that manages federal procurement, the General Services Administration, dropped Kaspersky Lab from its list of approved suppliers. Here's Joyce speaking with the CBS Evening News. I worry that as a nation state, Russia really hasn't done the right things for this country. Um, And they have a lot of control and latitude over the information that goes to companies in Russia. So I worry about that. Kaspersky Lab has continually refuted such allegations, telling ISMG in an email that it has no ties to any government and the company has never helped nor will help any government in the world with its cyber espionage efforts. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. Catch you next time.